Good morning, friends. Good morning, friends. Good morning, Vicky. Good morning, Mocha. Good morning, Sunshine. Good morning, Dead Rat in the Backyard. Oh, wow. We don't need to talk about that in public. Our rat problem. No, I think we should. We should celebrate the ups and the downs. And just because you have rat problem, it doesn't mean you will always have a rat problem. So we have been on the hunt for three years for rats that basically own our backyard. And in the last two days, we found two dead rats. And so I don't know if that's... Winning or losing. A curse. Yeah, like that could be a mob hit coming or we're winning. I don't really know. But that's not what I wanted to start with. <laughs> what if it's a mob hit? This is why people edit their podcast. Or is that a dead fish? Dead fish? I have no idea. I thought you were in the mob. No, okay. Um, I, I wouldn't I, even make a good mob wife. Really? Why? I'm ratting you, you out. Would, I am ratting you out so fast. Speaking of rats, like, I'm solid like a soup sandwich. John, that's, so I'm stealing my lines. Um, what's your favorite part about being a woman? Oh, wow. That is a question. No, because we were asking, we were talking about menopause yesterday, and I, I felt like that's something that you're not a fan of. That It hasn't happened yet. But what's your favorite thing about being a woman? Wow. I I like the way women do relationship and conversation and talking like spider and webbing. <laughs> spider webbing and storytelling mm. and like I like girls weekends and I like I like it being part of that sisterhood. Do you like your physical? Like, do you like your hair? Do you I, like having, I, like, do you like hair? I like my hair. Yeah. I don't think you're over attentive to it. I think, I think that's a thing that you like. Yes. Like, I don't, and I, for I don't have that. So it's wow, like. You, this is, where is this going? I don't know. I have where, no clue. Where? <laughs> yeah, I do. I like, and I like, um. So you like the emotionality of being a woman? Yeah, and I like that I've grown into being comfortable with myself and who I am. And just out of curiosity, do you like being physically being a woman? Like, do you like the things aside that are associated from, with being from a woman? The cycle part. Yeah, yeah, but oh yeah, there's that. I forget about that. I don't want to talk about. Like, that. do I like the fact that? You. <laughs> Where are you going? What are I'm, you trying to make me say? I'm, no, I'm, I'm not trying to make you say anything. I think that there is a lot of attention that I can receive. And I like the fact that I have grown into knowing how to like manage that. So when I was younger... And oh, I, we shouldn't talk about when we were younger. <laughs> when I was younger and first realized that I could get guys to pay attention to me. That you could get guys to go that, like this. I used that in a really unhealthy way. I used it Who in has a it? really, like... I don't have that experience. Like, no girls have ever been like, yeah, and, and yeah. give me a... So, and there was a real, there was a real power that you can, that I could wield that... I really, but actually it really backfired on me and it was superficial and it was like just getting that kind of attention really didn't go over well for me at all. What I do like is as I've, I guess, matured or gotten older. 
in marriage, there's a healthy. Uh, I don't want to talk about those, like power. <laughs> there's a healthy power that, that I, I definitely can... wield over you. Mm. Oh wow! But I don't do it in like this is a very different an podcast way. <laughs> I think I, I think you can. Um, wow! I didn't see that coming. But I think look, all I was trying to ask, like. You're going into dark psychological male and female behaviors of control and dominance. I didn't no. want to go there. No, 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 no. All no, no, I no. wanted to do was like, do like, do you like your physical body? Because like, there are some women that are super insecure and hate their bodies. Like a man, I don't think most of us men even ever think about that. Like I can I look in the mirror. I can look mm-hmm. in the mirror and go, yeah, Thor's here, mighty Thor. Ah. I actually think. I think that that's true of you. I wouldn't, I would disagree that that's true of every man. I think most men don't consider their bodies as much. Some do. Mm -hmm. I think as a whole, I'm painting brushes. I don't, I mean, I don't know. with broad brushes. I only know what I read online, but I do, I think that, I think that, I think that we underestimate social media and the effect of advertising on men. I think that, advertising and marketing have oh. started to catch on to that and i do think that there's probably a larger percentage of men that like physical and and that kind of thing affects them more than we realize that you i, I think sure as a whole not one of men them. don't um <laughs> you're very men secure. don't have like and i'm just talking as a broader demographic like we might have our i would say our porn issues are like your eating disorders like most men don't relate to eating disorders, but it's, they, but it happens. It does. It happen. happens. Oh, for sure, for sure. Anything can happen. Okay. And lastly, from that question, I will say that I think that it is possible to work on. There's a confidence that can come that isn't dependent on like what I actually look like. And so I think as I work on my emotional, my spiritual, my mental health, I can develop a confidence that has actually nothing to do with what my physical body looks like. Mm. Um, and that that can make actually like a huge difference. So some, my fr- if someone was telling me that they've been watching TikTok for dog videos, cute puppy videos, and get a lot of videos of... Um, larger girls, women doing fashion and, and, you know, hair and styles. And for this person, it was really impactful for them to see like larger girls confident in their body Mm. and not caring, posing like supermodels. Mm -hmm. And that was just so foreign to them because they'd always been taught to be, feel ashamed of their body and feel like, you know, it, I don't endorse TikTok, by the way. I don't endorse TikTok either. <laughs> it's a dark hole. But it was so interesting to me that, yes, we. I think that there's a we can break away from like body shame, but then there's like an inner healing that can happen, that will motivate us to actually work on like the attachments that are out of line. Wow. Wow. So do I need to? I shouldn't be motivated to work on my food disorder or disordered eating because of body shame that won't help me i think one of the most yeah i think one of the most attractive people in our demographic would be a confident woman yes 
Like, not a bossy, controlling, demanding woman, but and not insecure, but a very confident woman. This same person actually said that to me. She said, I feel more confident in my physical body, and my husband has been more attracted to me. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I could talk about this all day. (laughs) Okay, guys. If you're paying attention right now. If you're, like, guys. I know, snap out of it. (laughs) Guys, if you're paying attention right now. This is what you have to do to connect to a woman. You have to emotionally stimulate her and ask her questions about herself. Do you see her coming alive right now? Are you talking about how to get more sex? That's exactly what you're talking about. I think Save we should start a relationship foreplay podcast. Foreplay starts in the kitchen. Line. Foreplay, guys, starts in the morning. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you for Moving thank you for walking right into along. the um, into my <laughs> example of how to make a woman come alive. Is this the podcast you imagined you would have when we started doing this? No, no. not at all. So I was looking up stats on our on our viewership, <laughs> and like literally, we're eighty percent women, and I'm like, that's not what you imagined. That's scary, but I think okay, it's your reading. We're going to. I think. It's... I, I think. I think. Yeah. Our, our genders and our sexuality and, and I think it I think recovery we recover and and in a relationship in recovery and a relationship connecting to God he really brings uh, us into a confidence in who we really are and and in 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 addiction we live out of how who many, the world needs us to be and what we can get how many addicts alcoholics codependents do you know that have a healthy relationship in their addiction? I forget the question because I'm like confused. I like I feel like it it's just so rare and so you can't just stop drinking or stop using and think that now you're going to have a healthy relationship or know how to do healthy relationships. Our friend uh, we have a friend that is a AA guy and we talk to him sometimes like pre-covid and and he just looks at us. Because he knows where I came from. He was actually a counselor at the treatment center. And he just looks at us. He goes, like, the two of you are rare. Like, that never happens. Like, even even people that were together for, for dating or whatever, they never, very few people, like, salvage. Well, I think it's in, in recovery. valuable to say that it does happen. And that you can it come out can of happen. anything. You can come out of And God any... can restore and reconcile. I don't even know if we... Like, I think the Devo time is yeah, we're really up. getting to an end. Let's just read we're our gonna reading. We're going to give you something to think about for the rest of your day. <laughs> other than the first 10 minutes of this podcast. One reason to go to a fellowship. Um, any 12-step fellowship or any kind of actually group support or anything is to learn about our problem. Mm. We learn that it is an illness which could end, and this reading is specifically an Al-Anon reading, and so it is specifically talking about alcoholism, but we believe it's relatable. So we learn that alcoholism is an illness which could end in physical, mental, and spiritual bankruptcy. True of many of the isms. Mm. We also learn that there's no known cure, but that sobriety is possible through the healing help of the group. When the alcoholic is ready... We learn that our own reactions to the alcoholic situation have not been reasonable, and we too went downhill. We learn that an honest appraisal of ourselves will open the way to improvement and start us on the upward climb to sanity and serenity. Reading, literature, 
and exchanging experiences and ideas with our friends and group will give us strong support in this effort. Today's reminder, to live the recovery way can lead to such contentment as we have never before experienced. To those of us who earnestly use um, recovery program, it offers the 12 step program. It offers the richest of benefits. It is a learning process that works best for those who approach it with willingness and humility. Mm. I ask God to make me willing to learn how to live more fully through the light, which I can find in the program. Mm. So I think like what I hear first is how you brought up the ism. So in a 12 step program, we look at the ism, the I self me, that's the real problem. And we just medicate it. And then you know, like we're physically and mentally dependent on a on a on a substance. Um, our bodies react differently to other people that do those substances. Um, but underneath it all is that spiritual malady we call it—the spiritual sickness, the separation from God. We have this irritable, restless, discontent spirit within us, and we try to consume the world so that we'll be okay. And the program of the twelve steps is lead you into the realization that. You need a relationship with God, and that is the only way to be cured. But they say there's no cure um, except on a daily reprieve of the tension inside of me through a relationship with God. They say there is no cure, Mm. but there's a daily reprieve of me plugging into the power and the source of God instead of myself. And so that's what that reading really speaks to me about. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I, I think, you know, I tried to make it relatable for not just Al-Anon, but I think that it's true of any of us who are in crisis mode, who are in addicted relationships, in codependent relationships, just in unhealthy, um, that spiral um, that we can be in, that we need to learn that an honest appraisal of ourselves can open the way to improvement and start us on the upward climb to sanity and serenity. Mm. And I think that that was a significant place that I got to when I realized like I couldn't do anything about your drinking or using. And I just threw up my hands and was like, well, I'll like, why am I with this guy? (laughs) What am I doing here? And so that would be my encouragement of, you know, an honest appraisal of ourselves is the place to start. Mm. Yeah, and I love how we can say there there is no cure. The only thing that I have is a day. I have to have daily contact and worship to God mm-hmm. daily, and that is my reprieve of the ism. Thank you guys. You're so kind, Megan. Oh, we're so rare. Um, you're rare, and and I just uh, my prayer for everybody is that they have. Um, God do to for you what you can't do for yourself and give you that confidence. And um, somebody said, was that Megan that said, confidence is sexy. <laughs> this is fun for us. And so thanks for hanging out. We, uh, we'll we're... see you tomorrow. Keep the peace and be of good behavior. Wash your hands. All that stuff. <laughs>